0: Look in the eyes of my brothers, without What <laughs> it is, what it do, how you be, what's going on out there, internet lands. Welcome back to another episode of your Form the Ones podcast. Oh, Thank man. you for joining us again and again and again. It's your Gary homeboys coming at you from uh, our respective areas in these here United States. And we got a special guest today. Woo! The, the... <laughs> The immaculate, the the extremely talented, your 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 favorite songwriter's favorite songwriter, the hit creator, Mm. the hit creator, the the, the vocalist with the vocalist. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I'm
1: gonna be the Heather B to your sway, Josh. I'm gonna be the Heather (laughs) B to your sway. Get him! Get (laughs) him!
2: Josh, Josh obviously got my cash up that I sent him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but hey, bro, I know coming on the show today. Go ahead, you don't
0: know Just me up, bro. Yo, I'm man. <laughs> If there's a song that you love these days, most likely he has something to do with it. He's worked with some of your favorite song, uh some of your favorite R and B singers and those up and comers. He's Gary Indiana's own, welcome, but welcome. currently located in Atlanta. Felly the voice Raphael Ishman. How you? Doing? G I stand up. We here, baby. <laughs> I'm back home. <laughs> we're, we're, we're. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we so glad to have him all. Philly uh, has been a part of this family uh, uh since birth. Uh He is my oh. actual cousin. Hey, baby, in the background. That's my, I'm sorry. It's my daughter, man. <laughs> It's
1: all good. It's all good, bro. It's informal. <laughs> you know, being formal around here. like, forget,
2: forget
3: what you got going on, daddy. looking hey, look, it, yeah. let me tell you about these crayons I got. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's
4: all good. It's all good. You,
2: that cash up is totally so cool. Baby, <laughs> My moment. I'm, uh, I'm doing an interview. This is a podcast. It's important.
5: <laughs> it's okay. It's
4: okay. I know how it Where is. Where your mama? It is. <laughs> it's gonna be a clip okay, in the question. Right. Sorry.
5: Guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we're gonna have to edit this out or what? I, this is I'm sorry. It's, it's a, all good. This is my Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Oh man we got stories on stories on stories of growing up with this man um but I and I we will spend the entire hour and a half of our podcast going through his catalog, going through his bio mm-hmm. and his resume. so we we're not gonna stay there, but we're gonna be in conversations with <laughs> him uh throughout this. In case of your first time joining us, uh, we are four brothers from Miller Beach, but uh, Feli from good old Glen Park. Niggas get, get shot in the dark.
4: It's not that bad, though. It's, no,
1: it's not that bad. It's not. I mean, uh,
4: you know,
2: it is gay, but uh, I am from Glen Park, 4155 Jackson Street on the West side. Word, giving that exact
0: deserve, <laughs> 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 uh, but um, i in, um,
4: in that pin on them real quick. <laughs> hey, I don't live there no more, son. You know what I'm saying? right, don't matter. Ain't no family
1: there no more.
2: I'm, yeah, we've been going for a minute. Matter of fact, you need to pray for whoever you find there because the last time we went, they was like squatty. Is that what they call it? They call it, yeah. you know what I'm saying the oh, less yeah. fortunate guy. He was like, Yeah, you know, I, we could tell. <laughs> we was like, because, <laughs> you know, me and my family went there to like, you know, just reminisce and have, you know, good old times, mm-hmm. And you can tell I, he was like, I, we just knew. I was like, yo, yo, you're not supposed to be here. It, he had like a, he had like a lantern
4: in there. This whole that you know <laughs> which looks like on oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got this <laughs> setup
2: in this is the living room like there are <laughs> bedrooms in this bro. house and you got <laughs> landings in the living room you not you know what I'm saying this yeah. Wow, you know, and this is a neighborhood. So I'm Uncle. I'm, it. uncle like,
5: uh, I'm Uncle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Uncle. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the house. So it's always <laughs> <the> Uncle Barrows <laughs> that do
2: it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I love the crib, bro. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you guys are like my brothers. We grew up together. I, like I, said, I was saying before we started started, we all have a history. Like I'm related to two of y'all, Josh and Marcus, and then. Adam, I've known since Banneker Elementary School, uh, and then and I've known since 2nd grade. So, you know, exactly. I love all y'all, man. I'm proud of y'all, what y'all doing. This is, you know, an honor to be here with you guys today, and I appreciate y'all having for it,
0: man. Ditto. Pleasure having you too, sir. Uh, so let's jump into um, we we're we're starting a new thing with our show. Uh, we have three principles that we go by inside of any conversation that we have, and that's being forthright, being vulnerable, and being honest. And so if there are any particular times that you had this week or in recent times where you're like, oh, ah, that was particularly a marker of being either forthright, vulnerable or honest, throw those in there.
1: You know what, man? I just recently uh, this past week accepted a different position where there's more responsibility and pressure on me. And uh, I had to like, it was just a super vulnerable moment because we're I'm, I'm working for a startup. And that means it's, it's more so um, everybody, all hands on deck. And it's, mm-hmm. it's you, you don't have nearly as many employees and whatnot to facilitate what needs to be going on. But we, I'm, I'm working in the space, it's vulnerable because of several things, but one I'm working in a, a very limited space and I'm, I have the task of like organizing things and I don't find myself to be super organized. So it's an opportunity for me to like grow personally as well. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so that's like the main thing, man. I, I accepted it for the very fact that it was vulnerable, and mm-hmm. I can kind of see how that like plays in my art as well. It's like forcing me to be creative in different ways, which which can only be good, you know. So uh, only up from here, but and uh, and next week when they be like w- when they let me go from that particular position, then I'll, do I'll let you know. <laughs> so, so far, so good. So far, so
4: good, man.
0: Yeah, that's that's very real, man. I. I I I have this conversation with uh with my students a lot, being um where they they often try to run from either being uncomfortable or being tired. And, and that uh, thing I always have to constantly remind them is like discomfort is where growth happens. You don't no get, well, you don't you don't get growth unless you were uncomfortable.
1: For sure. No, no doubt, bro.
0: That. Yeah, man. I'm I'm with you on that too. Uh stepping into more administrative roles inside of the dance organization that I work for. Uh, in addition to dancing is mad uncomfortable. One because I haven't really danced in a year due to COVID, and so yeah. my body is not recovering well at all. Yes. <laughs> and two, uh, I hate administrative work with a, the burning passion of a thousand dying sons. <laughs> and so yeah, man. <laughs> uh, all of this like grant ri- uh, grant researching and you know, trying to uh, solidify sponsors and all of that kind of stuff it's, it
1: sucks. But yeah, bro. If if I'm if you go and
0: prosper in the business, you gotta learn it.
1: Yes, bro. This like this highlighted one thing in particular for me. Like when I would stare, I I keep staring at the space and like and telling myself, like and trying to come up with different ways to to maneuver in a way that uh makes sense. So it's very much like, for instance, first in, first out. It's like a grocery store. We have combustible products. Like spoons, plates, whatever. First in, first out. The old shit got to go first, or the new shit. So I'm thinking of like flow and accessibility, and neither of those two are are uh, in high demand in this warehouse right now due to due to space. And it just really something that stuck out with me. It reminded me of how much I got to let go. More. I just got to accept that this is where I'm at and mm. work with what you got. And it, re- it took me back to when I'd stare at the paintings for for hours in a day, every time I saw it, I'd want to change something else. And it, it was the reason why I never got anything done, or I, I could have been so much more productive, but mm-hmm. I just accepted, this is where I'm at right now and keep it moving, you know? So that's what, so, that, so that's that's my challenge for the week. That's real, that's real. Anybody else? You
0: ain't got to contribute, but just the space is open, the floor is open for you. Man, Uh. okay, so, you know, for most of my career, I've been, like,
2: focusing on writing, mm-hmm. um, but me and my team, you know, um, we started, like, a production company, and, you know, we were, like, trying to, like, you know, find artists that we could believe in, but, you know, for, like, the first couple artists that we tried to work with, it didn't work out, so, you know, I was like, you know what, let me just go ahead and take a whack at it, and, and let me put a project together to 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 put out, and, you know. Um, you know i work with a lot of artists like i'm in sessions like master sessions every day or whatever but you know you know what i'm saying uh, you know i'm i'm a creative and and i'm competitive and i'm you know what i'm saying i got a lot of records whatever mm-hmm. a lot of times especially recently because you know they always make it seem like it's a young man's game and like sometimes i as an artist i just i be i be thinking like bro where will my music land you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. cuz as a person what, what makes me good as a, as a writer is that I'm on both sides of the fence at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I'm old enough to talk about things like having a kid, being in monogamous relationship, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, being in that space in your life to where you're like, you know what I'm saying, I'm settling down. So I can write for older artists like uh, Johnny Gill or Usher, you know what I'm saying? Um, right. and Things of that nature. But I'm young enough to where I still know what's relevant you know what I'm saying? And what's, what's popping, as the young man would be saying. Or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I can still write for a 24-year-old or a 22-year-old or 23-year-old or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as me as an artist, I'd be so confused sometimes. to like, oh, this is what's popping right now? Like, this is what's hot right now? My music's going to mm-hmm. sound nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's number mm-hmm. one on the charts. As a writer, you know, <laughs> the only way that I can make money or be successful is if I'm you know, if I have successful hit records, quote unquote. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, as an artist, you can kind of get away with it because you got so many other ways of income to like stream and, and and also like touring is the big thing. So when that opens back up, you know what I'm saying, that'll be that'll be dope. But if I'm like it like it just it gets so tough. Like I'll play some records from like Young Blue or you know I hear a a, a Cody Ray. She just went, you know what I'm saying? She top 10 in the on the high 100 and I'll play my records. I'd be like, nope. And she don't sound like that. <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's a it's a scary moment for me. And and, it, and, and like Aaron was saying, like you, you get caught up, especially as a creative, of trying to like fine tweak stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then as I'm writing for other artists you know some of my swag i have to put into the song just because mm-hmm. that's just how i write so right. i may give another artist like a song i'd be like damn like i probably should have kept that one i should not have gave that one away you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. or that would have helped me attract the younger demographic so i, I think about that all the time uh, it's been a lot just because i worked with a younger male artist you know what i'm saying so
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know i have to um like you said like get the old shit out you know what i'm saying not mm. not that the records are old, but you know what I'm saying? I just, you know, I've got to step out on faith. And I'm, I'm kind of like trying to come to grips with that, you know what I'm saying? Because I make new music all the time. So I still have to feel like, okay, with my project, what is going to stand up to where it's not dated, it doesn't sound old, it don't make me corny, because, you know, if it does well, it'd be great. But if I put out a record that I wrote my whole, you know, I wrote my whole album and it don't do well, that could discredit me as a successful writer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that that value, that that, that step allows me to float the way that I do. Now I don't want to ruin that because some people ruin their brands, they legacy by putting out what shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it just mm-hmm. is what it yeah. is. Yeah. So, you know, but you know, I I I so I get self-conscious and vulnerable about that all the time. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to find a way to like to to make sure that I stay true to who I am and you know. Understand that I'm trying to offer something different to the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to offer something different to music today. You know what I'm saying? So, no doubt, bro.
0: that was my no stuff. Yo, one, one. Thank you for sharing. That, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna start this with gas because that's how I am as a person. When Marcus was living with me, I bumped your SoundCloud music almost every other day. Clothes off. Uh oh yeah, we were, huh? I was rocking with it heavy heavy heavy. Yo, close <laughs> um, like. off is my favorite track. Period. Right on, uh, bro. <laughs> uh, um
3: um
0: um. I uh, hear that shit. The deep. the Sandman <laughs> joint. Um uh, um. uh by weed, what is it called? Yeah, that was that's that's uh, uh yeah. Mr. Weed man. Bring me some green. Yes, yes. <laughs> green. Yeah. That's what it's called, <laughs> yeah. man. I, I, I uh I, I, and I still listen to those tracks to this day, Uh and, and including the track that you re- recently let out. Uh, God love the hood niggas. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I feel you on that. I, I had a question. Is there a? Is there? I'm trying to figure out how I want to ask it. Is there a middle ground between trying to be relevant? And trying to be special, that that you're trying to look for. Well, for me,
2: um, like I say, being a writer my whole career. We as writers, this is I I got this shit down to science. We as writers, we are like the liaisons between the business world and the creative world. It's kind of like how I try to put myself as an artist. We are creative enough. To so where artists that are the deepest artists—I mean niggas that like sage and have the uh, rocks in their sessions—we're <laughs> creative <laughs> enough to be in that space. Mm-hmm. But as business-wise, we understand that I don't make money as a writer unless I have a quote-unquote hit record. Like, <clears throat> for instance, uh, 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 an artist with a cult-like following, all they gotta do is be able to get ten thousand a show. You get ten thousand show. You do ten thousand. Excuse me. You get ten thousand show. You do ten shows a month. You did ten shows. My bad. You do ten shows a month for ten months. That's a million Mm. with a co like following. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have to stream crazy to be able to get to that million dollars. Mm
4: -hmm. As
2: a writer, I will never get a million. With your following, you know what I'm saying? With your consumption rate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have to be able to get records like that chart top 40. That's that's how I get to mean mm-hmm. And um labels, you know what I'm saying, who put out millions of dollars to produce artists, they're cool with artists having code like following, but every label wants to have an artist that's top 40 because that's yeah. how they can guarantee them getting their money back that they invested in see, You know what I'm saying? Hey, a quick question about work.
1: that, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. A quick question no, about either. that. So is, are, are we considering the residuals you get for being the writer as a part of that million? Or is that just a bonus?
2: No, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's 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 what I'm talking about. Like, So, Long-term you know, every time, yeah. a record, yeah, every time a record gets streamed, I get money. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. not... If it doesn't get streamed a lot, I mean a lot a lot like in order for a record to go platinum in today's streaming world it has to be streamed a billion times not gotcha. one million
4: mm-hmm. not
2: a hundred million mm-hmm. a billion times for a record to go platinum that's a yeah, lot, that's lot right. of
4: streaming you Got know saying?
2: Right viral
5: they gotta it gotta be in the background on one of them one of them viral videos or something. exactly like for instance so I, I recently signed my deal with sony atv or sony publishing or whatever
2: i signed in like october so for like six months when they was recording, we were going back and forth in negotiations. I would go on Sony uh, website to like see, okay, who else did they sign? You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, who else have they, are they excited about? I'll tell you, I, I swear to you, every article that I read about their new signings, the article say, this writer or producer, uh, you know, just had a viral hit on TikTok. Uh, and I was like, damn, this is a well-respected you know, major music company and they're referencing TikTok as if, mm-hmm. like, as if it's a Grammy award. They, they'll say that before they say, that. you know, they'd be like, this yeah. record, just he just produced this record that was viral on TikTok. Oh, and he won four Grammys. Like, it'll be like that. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, and then, like I can say, being in the system, seeing the numbers for myself, like, you know, I have a lot of records, but the record that did the best for me financially was the Chris Brown record. You know what I'm saying? Like, it Mm -hmm. it went, you know, the record went gold. The album went platinum. or The record probably went platinum by now. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I seen it with my own eyes. And I did a lot of other stuff for a lot of other artists that I love. But as far as financially, and I got a family to provide for, and I just bought a house, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I cannot not consider that I need, you know, financial gains. Like, we all working in this world, and I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a starving artist. That's not what I got into the game for. I don't care what you say. I'm not here to not make money. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is my gift that God gave me. I want provision for it. You know what I'm saying? I pray for it. I work hard for it. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, with an artist, in an artist space, they don't have to go viral to become millionaires. They, I, I, I swear to you, I see a kid with maybe 35,000 followers on his Instagram, and they'll be on a 20-tour city, you know, a 20-city tour. Like I say, 10,000 of us show that kid is making a quarter of a million this year. You know what I'm saying? Just oh, off of works. his small like following. But as a writer, I, I don't get, I don't see that much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't see a lot of residuals and co like following. So with that being said, as a writer, we got to kind of play the fence. Like, yeah, I want you to have a great following. And I want you to be able to tour, but I want to be able to make money off of us working together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know, that's kind of like the space that writers and producers happen to be in. And not even so producers so much because with producers they get paid up front. You know what I'm saying? So oh, my fee is my fee as producer, you know what I'm saying? And that's something about the game that needs to change too. You know what I'm saying? They need to pay producers like that. they need to pay writers like they pay producers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I have a I have a stash in the game, I have a resume. <laughs> but I could, have, I could take a beat from somebody who ain't been a producer for more than two weeks and they'll pay them $5,000 and not pay me even though I got records that are platinum and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just because they are the producer of the record and they can just send me the beat. I can chop it up, do the harmonies, kill the record, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, I can drop the beat here and really produce a record and they just send me a beat. But they'll still look at them as a producer and say, "Okay, what's your production fee? We'll recoup it and then pay them $5,000. So even as a producer, you can kind of get away with it. You kind of get away with, okay with this guy, with this artist who has a code like following, if he got 10 records and I produce five and I charge $5,000 per record, that's $25,000. Even as a writer, I still won't make that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I won't make that much money. I won't make $25,000 straight out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the game is tricky for writers and you know what I'm saying? you got to have hit records to survive as a writer. Like that's just point blank. You know what I'm saying? If it is, that's what it is. So audience, are y'all everywhere, getting this
0: education? Damn, it's crazy. <laughs> are y'all taking this? Damn. Are y'all it's, taking these lessons? This is this is a full out masterclass right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: my bad. I didn't even know. Yeah. I, I I don't even know the original question. All I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. This is fantastic. I have a question Again, my Yeah, man. No, this no, no. Good. This is complete. I'm not being sarcastic. This is education. Thank you. <laughs>
1: no doubt. Marcus, so you, you, I say you
0: uh,
5: yeah, you have brought up um, some I want to ask about uh when you were saying like how you how how do you decide to uh do you want to keep this song you wrote in the tuck for you? Or, you know, I know you do sessions that specifically to, you know, write for others or, or give your, your creativity in that moment. But do you ever be like, dang, like, let me keep that one for myself. Like, cause you were saying like, in order for you to be a successful artist, you're going to need some hits or things that Sometimes I guess like you know, like this this one of them. So like well, do, you never, do you ever feel like uh like I gotta I gotta keep this one? Like we gotta come up with something else. Like <laughs> like in your mind. <laughs> well,
2: nah, I mean to be honest, because I've I've been a I've been a writer longer than I've been in artist mode. Um mm. but no, what I always tell writers is this, like, like give it to God. And what I mean by that is. You know, God gave you a gift and, you know what I'm saying, you. as long as you honor him or whoever you may call God, you know what I'm saying, as long as you honor the fact that the universe is, is in you, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, you sure. know, you got to consider yourself, I, I always tell people, consider yourself the well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, wells don't want dry, you know what I'm saying? You always got it. So, I always yeah. say, like, I haven't written my best record yet, you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. There, I doubt I'd be lying if I didn't say ah, oh, that one, ah,
4: you know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that, that,
2: that I do get that sometimes, you know, and it, it, it hurts even more when you feel like, oh man, I wanted this record to go for Usher, now it's going for, you know, um, this new artist, or man, I you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this record, I, I just sent this record to Chris Brown, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, you know, you know, but. But to be honest, like I say, you gotta always think like I could do another one. You know, right. I could do another one. I, yeah. I that's records True. of smash. I could do another one, and if you don't think like that, you will get caught up in the fact that you, you know, feel like you're giving away your best records, and you know, what I'm saying I, that's for me. That's what I. That's the advice I give to I, other writers. I, you know,
4: what I'm saying I because,
5: always go I, will say, I always wonder, like uh, people who ghost or just people who are writers for. For r&b music or whatever do they struggle with like that because you saying i don't know if some people just be like they don't come out for five to ten years or or more because I, sometimes i wonder are they giving their stuff away like like for instance ty dollar sign so his his main gripe is like his his music is not as dope as his features like that's that's what I hear most of the time about him. So sometimes I wonder, like, are they taking so long because they're giving their stuff away, or is just a struggle of being a writer and an artist? You know, what, like what's going through? Like I know now. I know what you you putting your stuff out like as you as you make it, you you putting it out there to be heard. But do you know? or or tell us about like that struggle like with other artists if you may know like <clears throat> well
2: i think for ty usually you know what i'm saying when with the, the way that most features work to my knowledge is that um it's like they'll they'll have it in mind like okay we want to put tie on this record so the record will pretty much already be done and they'll just send it to Ty to like top it off you know what I'm saying um, so that usually, that's usually how most that I've seen, that's, that's usually how most, um, you know, features come about, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but <clears throat> with that being said, it is a tough business being an artist and a writer because like, I know, I, I remember reading an article where SZA was kind of like in that space because SZA is an impeccable writer and she wrote for Rihanna and you know what I'm saying? She, you know what I'm saying? But at some point she had to say, no, I'm shutting this shit down. Like I gotta, I gotta cater to myself as an artist. You know what I'm saying? So I respect that. Me personally, the, the irony in me as an artist is that I'm doing it really for, for, for desperation. Really I'm desperate at this point. <laughs> mm. And what I mean by that is I have so many r and male records, and not enough R&B male artists to funnel them to. If I could, I would just sit back and write. You know what I'm saying? I would. But these records are not, you you talk about not making money? We call them hard drive hits in the industry, okay? I don't want hard drive hits. I don't want records that I, oh man, this record is dope and nobody ever hears it. And because Mm -hmm. I don't have relationships with, you know, all the male R&B artists, I wish I did. I wish I could shot most of my, I would do Tyson, uh, uh Ty Dolla's whole album. I like, I feel like I have his whole album in my catalog. That would be the smash. I feel like I can give Bryson Tilly eight songs right now. These are eight songs that you can have, but mm-hmm. if I'm, so not in, or if I don't know their manager, if I don't know the A&R and stuff like that, if I can't get to them, then I just can't get to them. And I, I'd be damned if I take all these records and just not put them out. You know what I'm saying? For what? Like mm. they're not gonna make me no money. And then I missed a chance at putting out a record that could be a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That could change my life based off of it being successful successful. So that's my whole artistry now. It's like, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, it it to honestly for me, it's harder to write for myself as an artist than it is to write for Usher or Chris or Bryson or Ty. So my records are really just records that, that nobody listened to long enough to believe in and in the records that me and my team believe in. And I got like, <laughs> I got like two albums worth of those records, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I create records, new records every day, every, like this whole week I've been to a studio, you know, I, I usually try to work between Monday and Friday. I've been to, I've been to like 10, 12 different studio sessions. That's every week. I write too many songs for me to get caught up, but some of these songs like I can say are special. i will be like, nah, that that needs to be heard. And since I ain't an ugly dude, you know what I'm saying, and I'm in a gym, you know what I'm saying. I might as
4: well. You put on. You put on some See nice you in clothes, the box.
2: Yeah, you know, you know, you put on some nice clothes and put out a record, and, and now you're an artist. So it's it's a little easier from that perspective, especially mm-hmm. for males, because it don't take much. You know, I could put on a, a Cuban link, which is what I plan to do. <laughs> put on a link it, and a black shirt, I could perform in that. I could take a photo shoot in that, and nobody question whether I'm flying or not. You know what I'm saying? So, mm, yeah. you know, with that being said, like, it, it, it can get hard for most for, for people. But I write so many records that, I, like, I got to put this out because otherwise this record ain't going to be heard until 2027. By that time, it'll be dated or it, it won't have the mm. same... The the lingo will yeah. be different. The shit will be,
0: right. you know what I'm saying? It won't have the same impact. So I gotta put it out now. You know what I'm saying? So that makes complete sense. Got you, bro. Yeah. yeah. Master classes, people. Master classes. <laughs> Adam, you about to say something? Yeah. I've have, I have, it's
3: all obviously all pertaining to this. So uh and this thought actually came to me earlier in this week. Uh so you were mentioning how like you know, as a writer, you have to, you you essentially, if you're going to make money, they got to be hits. They can't just be like the indie records that, you know, a lot of people aren't going to hear. That makes me think of like, so like we all have our favorite artists, our favorite bands, and maybe they're not big artists. But then as they get bigger, there'll be a section of the fan base to like, oh, they're selling out. They're, they're sellouts. But I'm like, I don't like that term because like you got to remember, it's like they got families, too. <laughs> like, right, you know, they're trying to feed their families. They're trying to, and like at the end of the day, I'm assuming the reason why they're they're putting their music out is to be paid for it. So, if there's an artist you like, and then you hear a song on a on a Ford commercial, I don't, I'm not going to call them a sellout for that. It's like,
0: absolutely, not. I think
3: they're just they're being paid what they believe they're they're worth at that point. And my question right. is like, this isn't just affiliates for anybody, but it's like, how do you feel about like? The the term sellout when it comes to, to music artists. Now I'm not saying there is no such thing as a sellout because I'm sure there's there's a good example of that, but I think people overuse the term. Like as soon as an artist starts getting a little bit bigger, suddenly there is they're a sellout. And I don't I don't think that's accurate. I don't yeah. I don't like
1: that. <laughs> I've I have never really liked that term in the way it's used either, because I don't know that person's situation. I don't know that <laughs> I don't know the level, I don't know the what level of desperation or whatever they are in. To to get an opportunity, you know, to to not take an opportunity,
4: mm-hmm. I think uh,
1: it's, too, it's too it's too easy to be like, no, they're not making shit that I like anymore. <laughs> so they're a sellout. Like, come on. Son.
0: And I think it's different when it becomes a commercial situation because, like, a and this isn't a commercial, but I remember hearing uh, uh, Sons of Kemet, um, a band I put in the uh, audio files one time. Uh, it's a jazz band out of London, um, Feli. I don't know if you're familiar at all. Uh, uh, but they had a song on Beyonce's homecoming and I was like, dope. And, mm-hmm. and that was that was a big deal. And which I, no part of me could go, oh man, now, now it's not, it doesn't feel as exclusive to be a part of that fan base or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, like that's going to help them to lead to more stuff. Oh, so, no, doubt. No. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, I,
2: I, I don't know why consumers have that type of perspective. I always say, like, look at it. Let it. Look, let's let's look let, because the artistry thing of it, the art of it, because it's creative. People take they they take for granted the real business behind it. Like right. music is the only time where sellout is a negative term. If I have a business and I sell out. That's great.
4: I'm,
2: I'm, I'm sold out of this. I, I sold out. That's great. That means that my inventory is gone. That means that I fed my family. I'm good. I that, I let's let me get some more shit so I can sell out again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> And the truth is, is like that's what artists have to do. We we they are independent contractors, they're individual businesses, right? And so the idea is like, I don't, I don't want to, what good does it do me that I get it? I like, you know what I'm saying? I'm an artist, but I got to drop Uber to, so for the sake of not selling out, like <laughs> <Right>. you, <laughs> you want to get into, you want to get into your favorite artist Uber car. Like, like you really want that for your artist <laughs> claim that you love Man. so much. And all you're going to do as an artist is, you know, uh, I mean, as a fan, you're going to spend a hundred dollars. You're going to maybe buy the merchandise and go to the ticket. And that those are great fans. Those are like incredible fans. Like, thank you. I'm so appreciative to you. But most people could be like, yeah, that's a sellout. All you do is press play on, on Tidal or Spotify, right. you know what I'm saying? You're not going above and beyond to make sure this artist can can continue creating art for you to consume. So that shit is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. uh, quite frankly, like I hope every artist in the world has a number one record, and I I don't care about the idea selling out. And then two, on the creative side, like a lot of fans don't allow their artists to grow. You know what I'm saying? Or grow an up, ex- like an experiment mm-hmm. on what that an means experiment. for them, right? Oh, yeah. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Because we don't, we don't. We, we're such, we're such a the the. We're so, we're so focused on stimulation that we mm. forget that, oh, no, this is a real human being that has right. their own feelings and their own spaces that they want to explore. Like, you know, like, so, you know, I don't want to do RB music for the rest of my life. I want to do a pop record. Mm. Yes. Hello. My name is Neo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? And, and I guarantee you, I don't want to speak for bro, but I guarantee you the money that he saw as... A pop artist was much more than Mm -hmm. what he saw as an R and B artist. I like that's just facts because people consume more pop than they do R and B. Now, with that being said, there is a difference between the idea of like catering to your day one fans. I think, and that's a hard line to walk, and that's where a lot of artists make their mistakes. It's not the fact that they are selling out; is that when you Find success in this other lane. You never go back to make sure that your the fan base that got you popping is fed. You know what I'm saying? And you always got to find that balance. I feel like that's where some of the artists that are sold out. That's the only time I like even listen to somebody saying it's like, "Yo, he put out a whole pop album. He make not one r record." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I can understand that perspective because you got to feed. You know what I'm saying? The fan base that got you popping. So yeah, but that that shit can be fickle, man. You know what I'm saying? Like fans will love you one day and hate you the next, which is why you really can't get caught up in an opinion. you really gotta do what you gotta do, do what feels right. Because at the end of the day, like once again, no one fan is gonna give you enough money to feed your, your children. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just impossible. So I can't consider the 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 like every fan that I have that's fucking ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's that's just not even yeah I can't even put it into words how fucking ridiculous that is. That's stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so but you know you gotta like try to it's it's hard. It's difficult. That's why being an artist is not an easy task because you gotta worry about what not. what what you gotta worry about your original fans. You gotta worry about trying to gain fans. You gotta worry about okay what's trending and how do I you know what I'm saying, does my music fit in that, or if you just want to be totally rebellious and say, okay, I'm going to do my own thing, but you didn't accept that this money from these people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, this label mm-hmm. that gave you hundreds of thousands of dollars in your and you know, respectfully, so they like, hey, look, bruh, look, my shit? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just man. gave you $500,000, and you ain't <laughs> gave me 30000 back, like, how, how much? How long? How long? How much longer are we gonna be doing this shit to where you're doing your own thing for the sake of art and creativity? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a tough task, man. The music industry is is tough. It's not easy. You know what I'm saying? But I love it. You know what I'm saying? This is what I do. I love being in these spaces. I always tell people, like, yo, we're not working at Pro Tools. This is not a put your stuff in a bag and then there you go. It's not an easy task. It's, it's hard. That's why you know. That's why you can revel. That's why you should, you know, feel proud if you do find some success in this game or any any game at that matter. Any any business, you know, because you put so much into it and trying to get
0: it popping like this shit's not easy. It's just it's not. It's just not. So so as we as we talk about like um this process of trying to make the most of your life, trying to get as much money as you can in your life and trying to uh, make art that you even care about, that caters to your day ones, and and that helps you to prosper financially. Do you think there's any any artists that you know did what they did, but after they died, their entire scope and clout skyrocketed? <laughs> I, I, and they got, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna
2: say every artist goes. <laughs> every artist does that. Hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's just. I don't know, man. I, I think with that, it's just people value what it's like you you value more what you don't have you know what i'm saying like we we take it for nipsey nipsey put out seven Hmm. albums but it was the album that he died on the last one the marathon that really got him to the forefront it's sad that it has to be like that and i pray Mm -hmm. that you know i pray that artists don't have to go through that i I pray that artists can smell their roses while they're alive you know what i'm saying but I think it's the fact that people understand, like, oh, this is the uh okay. Uh-oh. I-, I I pray right. that people understand that this is the um like I think that people start to understand, like, yo, th- this is limited now. You know, what I'm saying when he's alive, he can make a record every day and mm-hmm. you can listen to Nipsey for the next four years yeah, or man. whatever. But with him being gone, you understand, like, yo, this may be the last time I hear Nip for a long time. You know what Dang I'm saying? Know. this the- they might be they might be running out of records to put out. I mean, I don't think they know nowhere near that with Nipsey, but just just an example, like you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, I ain't gonna be able to hear this artist uh, as much as I want to. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, it is a you know, it's a, it now's all now you talking about exclusive. Now it's really exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Because it's a limited amount of of tracks that you're gonna hear, or whatever. So that yeah. that I think that plays a part into it. You know what I'm saying?
0: I, it makes me think of a follow-up question uh, that I got for you, Feli. Uh, but I'm going to hold on to that to let people contribute to this question. <laughs> I'm just saying that so I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: so
4: does not yeah. you go it Marcus?
5: No, I was, I was going to say, I pretty much agree with Feli because I see this all the time. Like, um, it makes me really think, like, it's such a, it's such a contrast with today because everybody looking for the, for artists to kind of, kind of mess up, like, in, in, uh, like TMZ type of stuff, like, we looking for these artists to, to slip up somehow and give us a soundbite, but at the same time, the, the day that they leave is like, oh, I was, I was there, I I. I wanted their success and I wanted to hear this and that. It's like it's crazy in that way. Like it's like they change up. Mm. But it, it, it brings me back to that last the last conversation we was having. Uh I think I think that people just want uh it's kind of like the hipster attitude, like they want to own their artists, kind of like I I they think like like and we all may have felt like this before. Like I, I kind of discovered this artist, yeah. <laughs> and it's not a lot mm. of people messing with him, so I kind of want to keep keep them like I own them or something like. And uh, and once they get big, kind of, it's like ah, uh, you know, you don't feel the same way. I think I used to be like that, but I I like gave that up because it's like, just like what you like, man. Like you're not the only person that's ever going to. <laughs> to like, like this person. artist <laughs> you're not you're not special in that way you may be special in the in your collection of of different artists that you mess with mm-hmm. and that you know but as far as like having this artist to yourself like that's not that's not that's not gonna happen especially if they're super talented i know and i think it, took it off topic but like
0: it's all good I uh, on that note that's that's a bit of it's a, just a big ego trip for people because too many people struggle to know that they have their own kind of relevance <laughs> and so like it's it's a bit of an ego trip for themselves to feel like they like they got the drop on this thing that is a legitimate product and because it's not in their scope uh they get to feel like oh i i must be special cuz i'm the one that got it
2: yeah that yeah, I think, you know, I always say, you know, the masses are stupid. Humans, like, I like, um, People, uh, where is it? It's uh, true. <laughs> in, in, oh, so, Men in Black. Uh, so, there's a scene where, where um, Tommy Lee Jones is explaining to Will Smith, like, why they don't tell the world about aliens. And he said one of the coldest lines. He was like, you know, you know, the, the the masses are stupid humans. Like a human individual, you can then explain to them, "Hey, this is this and this is that," and you know they'll get it. But if you put it out to the masses, like it's a stereo, people panic the fear mm-hmm. of the unknown, et cetera, et cetera. So going back to the whole artist thing, it's like, bro, like if I was to sit down with every person that felt like that, I'm like, bro, are you telling me that you would rather? Your favorite artist star because you want to keep them to yourself, as opposed to them being able to have room to continue to create music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Those are that's such a the irony in that. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that that doesn't make sense. And then too, what good is it if it just benefits you? Like Mm -hmm. that's such a
0: right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
2: Selfish.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: you know, who wants to listen to music that I'm the only one to know lyrics to this song? Like, you don't want to to your friends,
4: at least right. your mama, you
2: know, your girl. You don't want nobody else to enjoy it to have this piece of the enjoyment in your life. Like, you know, you want it to be that much of a getaway to where it can't nobody else like it. That just don't make sense. To me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and maybe because I'm a bad dresser and I've never been like, I've been cool, but not like the cool kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... I I just think, like I say, like, you know, like, stop being selfish,
1: Nick. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, it's funny too, man, because there's somebody all the way across the uh, globe who's also doing that same thing about the same artist, and you have no idea. You think you're the only one. There's somebody in who knows where doing the same thing, (laughs) and they're the only one who know it. And I and I'm I'm
0: speaking yeah. personally I'm speaking personally because I know I was that person. It will it's, it's, it's be true, it me because <laughs> uh I'm uh like when you get to introduce music to people and whatnot, that gets to be a bit of a ego gas to you because you're the one mm-hmm. that got to introduce it to them. You mm-hmm. know, That's you're the one I'd that got to put you on like like I, yeah, I, I put so important yeah. that that I put you on. Like, it was like, oh yeah, I told <laughs> them about that. You know that. Uh, especially, no, I already uh, knew. I already knew. <laughs> no, nah, I put yeah. you on.
1: <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> no. and, and like that's so true. And you wait and, like, so you you allow somebody to tell a story about it, and you wait for that part when they say, yeah, Aaron, you know, yeah, I heard that from Aaron. By the way, I'm like, yo, you better fucking tell the truth. <laughs> <I hate laughs> tell the truth.
2: That, that. <laughs> That I get. Now, that I get. Like, <laughs> if, if you put things on, like,
1: hey, man, give me my credit, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm like, wait. Like, that I'll,
5: that. I'll, I'll let y'all have this artist, but <laughs> just know. I didn't, I didn't hear you say my
0: name. But right. Because <laughs> especially in, the, in the, <laughs> How
5: you hear about that? The,
0: uh, in the dance choreography world, like, uh, let's say I put you on an artist and then you make a great piece to some of their music. And somebody's like, oh, my <laughs> God, what? If you don't say my fucking name <laughs> <laughs> They're to be sitting there
2: the recital like this <laughs> yeah. I, I'm better, They better put my name in am the y'all I'm the reason y'all know this song I'm the reason why y'all hearing this song <laughs> They're going to put my name in a, in a program or something I get that, that I get it. I get it. it's, it's, The music is provided by The
4: artist <laughs> And, yeah. and, yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. and Curated yeah. <laughs> Curated, some, ra- <laughs> some random oh, ass they, person They, they love they Marcus they Larry what, what, Yeah. he <laughs> just to go
1: back to that uh, first question though, ma'am. Um, yeah. I think what was the original question, are they overhyped? Are, they, are do of, people get overhyped
0: after they die or it's uh, like Yeah. 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 I yes.
1: think so so, so we so the answer for sure I think is uh yes sometimes but we're talking about all artists. I'm assuming just in general, Who has right? It, like your general experience, you know. Yeah, things, you don't know. I it. I think
2: it,
5: it was span over all to
2: me. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, when you say overhyped, what do you what do you what do you mean? Like, so mean, do say, you mean like are
0: they giving like like too too much praise? Are you yeah. it, like that? And when when I say too much, I don't mean. Uh, and and I think this is Adam's question, so he can clarify. But I, the way I interpreted anyway was it's not that it's more than they deserved but it's more than they would have gotten had they not died
3: correct and okay just to give an actual example which could be a hot take um Uh for example (laughs) everybody like it's almost it's if if you're giving your top five top ten you know hip-hop artists of all times if you don't mention biggie or tupac suddenly you are you're it's blasphemous that you didn't mention their names I like both of those artists, but I'm not sure that Tupac would be in my top ten. Biggie, he probably would be, but if yeah. if if they're not in your top three, even like you're, you Brooklyn in the house,
1: you've committed <laughs> treason, and it's like it's like,
3: <laughs> come on, man. Like I feel like if let me if, throw all my
1: Avarex real quick. <laughs> I
3: feel like if they were both alive, though, I, I don't, I don't know that they would be
0: regarded as,
3: you know, the the greatest
0: artists that that- ever. Yeah, there's multiple examples like that. I don't know if y'all remember this back in the day of, um, on 106 and part, uh, when Aaliyah died, Rock the Boat stayed at number one for 375 weeks. (laughs) And I was like, was this song number one before she died? Um, damn, man. So that's tough. Just going back
2: to the whole Nipsey situation, I think. Wack 100, if y'all don't know who that is, he's a manager for, like, the yeah, game. For the
4: game and shit, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh um, Blueface Hunters or whatever. He had the same sentiment about Nipsey. He was like, you know, Nipsey was on his way and he was doing cool, but he wasn't, like, a legend. That's what, a legend yeah. that's what, that's yeah. what Wack 100 was saying. And I don't know, man. I think that's, you know, I think that we be talking, when we talk about, like, um, when we talk about art in the, in a form of music and shit like that, like we kind of leave out like it, it's it's that balance again. Like half of it is business, and then half of it is the creative. And with creative, it's like it's all perspective, you know. what I'm saying now, me personally, and I agree with Adam. I don't know that I would put Tupac in my top five as greatest rappers of all time. The reason why I put Biggie Is one of my favorite rappers because I will rap a bar that he said 20 years ago and be like, "Oh shit, that's what he meant." Mm. That's why I put Biggie in my top five. So it's all personal preference, but
3: of course,
2: I'd be lying if I didn't say, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, like, am I really gonna miss this rapper? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel for his family and and da 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 da. But was I really listening to his music? Like, no, I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, it it just is it's personal, it's personal preference. But like I say, in 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 business, just going back straight to the business thing, the fact that there's a limited amount of something is already gonna drive up the value of it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. a limit because it becomes that much more exclusive. So I, I think, you know, it's, it, you can, if you just put it into that space, then yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, niggas gas everything up. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: Niggas, yeah. You no, that's been happening for so long. Like when you, when I first read the question, I thought of like paintings. I thought of Van Gogh, who's an artist. And I think that like his, sometimes it's that they were so undervalued when they were alive and weren't, it, so right. like everybody sees it's, it's such a limited quantity now. So when they do see it, they're, they're put on and say, oh shit, this was dope all along mm-hmm. but now let's, right. go on now. So now let's jump on the bandwagons so i think in his case in some cases they're just so undervalued and so unappreciated that there has to be a contract when you finally realize oh they were dope as hell i
5: yeah. think i i kind of marked that up to the game kind of because it don't it don't i feel like the music industry don't always put their best artists out so it's like those people with cult followings we can most of those people artists with co followings actually are pretty dope like or pretty creative or have sure? have hooked uh, this fan base in a way where they're going to rock with them forever so it's like the music industry don't always realize talent or or want to put out certain artists for whatever reason and um when they when they die is like now they in like national news or whatever. People gonna listen to it and be like, oh, I've been hearing his name, but now they are actually dope, like 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 XX in Tashion, whatever. It's like uh, Yeah, I have been hearing his name, but honestly, I wasn't checking his music out. And I still haven't really delved into it, but I know a lot of people listen to it, you know, now after he gone and it's like, oh, he was like. He was a prophet and he was this and that. And it's like, I understand, like he had a cult following, but it's like, yeah, now that everybody hearing his name and he's popular for other reasons, Mm -hmm. you know, people, you know, jumping on board.
2: Yeah, man, it's all it's all about that, like that, you know, it's I don't know why humans are made this way. It's like the shock thing. You know, it's that Mm shock culture is still a, a a a a real method that real companies use to like you know push you know push or whatever so yeah it's just That's it's true. just human we fucked up man bro <laughs> it's that yeah especially <laughs> yeah. that whole yeah. death thing
1: that whole death thing and how we just feel about death in general right for sure plays a part man yeah
5: it's,
1: so, it's gonna get to the right. point
2: like like soon, like artists is going to start faking
5: their best. I was just thinking <laughs> that, bro. Like, going to be... I that's was gonna just be thinking that.
2: And, and you know what you should do? You should get shot. Yeah. So you go to the hospital. I mean... You know what I'm saying? And when you and come out, everybody rocking your music, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> you make it out. You know what I'm saying? Only you survive it or it looks playing like a fake, funeral. You know, that actually would probably be... Mm-hmm. Somebody hey, did it right. That, you should have pretty.
5: the formula, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the formula. Oh, uh.
0: <laughs> I want to take a slight pivot, uh, but related. Artists like uh, Nip, Pac, Michael Jackson, what have you, uh, always have some large-ass bank of music that they never released. That record companies sometimes get newer producers to come chop it up and then release it as a record for them to still sell and profit off of. Now, ignoring all the bullshit of record companies doing that, do you trust someone to do that with your art? Man, hell yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Sell all my shit. I mean, every record. <laughs> I mean, put out the <laughs> them <rag demo. laughs> I don't mean, put it out because at the end of the day, you gotta think about it. Like, if we think about like every piece of art that we create, is some type of financial gain. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got like I got a, I got like like people who who are going to need my support when I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? And that's the that's the next best thing to a fucking life insurance plan. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um. So yeah, put it out. If I if I go, I I mean, I want you know, text me from the grave, like, hey, bro, you <laughs> out. You
0: know, I'm that, that's assuming like all the all the, the the business parts happened, where you know you make sure all of your estate is held by your family, yada, yada, Oh, yada. sure, yeah,
2: yeah, that too. I mean, yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, like, once again,
0: bro, these records don't do, they,
2: you know, you know what records don't make money at all? Records heard. that don't come out. Yeah. That's just, that's it. Like, they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just don't make money. They, they, you're, you you, it, it don't count as a stream. You playing, you playing it from your, <laughs> you playing it from your uh, notes, Right, <laughs> oh, you playing it from your email. That don't Yo, count. You, drive, I'm
4: saying. Yeah, <laughs> you know what i that's,
2: that's, that's not going to take you platinum. That's not going to feed mm-hmm. your family. You playing it from your Gmail. You got to go back to your Gmail, search for the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a high record. Like, nah, this yeah. shit don't, what if, this shit what don't they,
5: count. What if they turn your joint into like a, a polka, <laughs> polka <laughs> electronic? Uh... Don't. <laughs> care, care.
4: <laughs> poker record
5: ever like oh like yeah. damn, how do, how do they get felly song in this <laughs>
2: i don't care put me like like give me like a digital like give me like the digital thing and put me in a poker or a hologram get, i don't care <laughs> i don't care give me a, a, an accordion and everything i'll be yo they
5: opinion. they getting super you know? advanced at that stuff man at the hologram oh, like, sure well yeah. And, uh, you know how they, they, uh, make your voice like that's getting crazy. Like they could replicate anybody's voice pretty much and make them say whatever. It's getting so crazy that like in Minnesota, like if you go like to where Prince
2: grew up, you could like go play basketball with him.
4: Oh, wow. Mm. Wait, what?
2: (laughs) I just like, made it up. I'm, ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I was like, wait. I'm about to go. Like. <laughs> Tell me you can go get crossed Prince. up by Prince. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's. Is that a
0: real ball? <laughs> <laughs> that's the <laughs>
4: music
0: school because you know Prince
2: was a hooper. You know. What yeah, what hey, yeah. That's was, a,
1: that sounds yeah, plausible though. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an, an idea. idea. That was Bro. very believable. You should have yeah. said I that, that off. Hey, don't supply. it ain't cost that much. Hold on, man. I yeah. might be worth it. <laughs> don't say ain't that bad. If, no. What if they serve completely. pancakes? They're going to serve
4: oh.
5: pancakes. <laughs>
4: For lunch,
0: that'd be dope. I completely <laughs> believe yeah. that shit. That was... Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> prince experience yeah, that's a great the prince experience right? hey, <laughs> un- unlimited
5: pancakes at
0: the...
2: you go, go hoop <laughs> with him after the concert or whatever after the concert, <laughs> good, that'd be amazing now the prince, bro. speaking on that the prince did say he said you know like if I didn't if I didn't um, collaborate with you when I was alive chances are that we weren't meant to collaborate you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so mm. that there you know he's like that but Once again, Prince is a motherfucking gazillionaire. You know what I'm saying? He had a lot of money. He was doing okay. Me? Oh, yeah. You can put my song. You
0: know what I'm saying? I don't care where you use my voice. Just make sure you feel my family. What's also interesting is Mm. what qualifies as him doing a collaboration because he would uh, invite people to Paisley Park to do shows till 5 o'clock in the morning all the time. Does that count as a collaboration? If it wasn't less than a release record? Man,
2: Prince, Prince is so cold, bro. He I've heard a lot of Prince stories, of course, being in the music industry for real, for real, for real, for real. Like really like being in with people like who play with him and tour with him and stuff like that. Like
4: mm-hmm.
2: what he would do is he he would he wouldn't he would work on a record and finish it that day, mixing, mastering, and he wow. wouldn't go back to it. So every record that you heard, that you ever heard from Prince. Whether it be Purple Rain or Dove's Cry or whatever, Mm -hmm. that record was created and finished that day, like in one day. There was no going back. That's just one of his rules Mm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What Prince also did, though, which could be questionable, is that he would he would invite a bunch of musicians to his crib and they groove for hours and hours and just kind of groove, just play, just Mm -hmm. improvising, kind of yeah, improvising and shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then he'll take what they did, and then he converted it into a Prince record. Mm. But in production, credit-wise, you would only see produced by Prince or whatever. So,
4: oh. you know, like
2: that, yeah. And like, That's you know that, what yeah. saying? Like, oh, damn Prince, yeah. took that- That's he he y- y- gonna did.
1: have to get, he gonna have to get Fever. snatched <laughs> out that blouse. He's gonna <laughs> you <to> going snatched <laughs> out that blouse, <laughs> yo. You, <laughs> you,
5: you, <laughs> you that that
2: Hill yeah. the jam, you put that fucking Dove, and you want to give
4: get credit so. <laughs>
5: you know like <laughs> hey i don't heard a, about a lot of uh producers especially like dr dre do that type of thing like uh somebody will like uh have a have a have a part of a beat or whatever or like let's say a piano and he'll kind of he'll take he'll take the beat and like make it his own and then like a lot of times some of these top producers They'll they'll get most of the credit for making the beat, but they they probably arranged it or they probably just added one their mm. little spice on it. Cause I was watching sure. it, I was watching this thing about uh, it's like Manny Fresh, Scott Scott Scorch, Scott Storch, and um, Dr. Dre. All of them like Dr. Dre didn't have some some Scott Storch stuff that he yeah. pretty much said was his. So it's like, mm. yeah, it'd
2: it, it be
5: like that. So here's, here's the pros and cons of that.
2: And like, and this is some real shit, like just going back to the whole business thing. Mm-hmm. They're not at the time when Scott Storage did DRE, you know what I'm saying? Would yeah.
4: mm-hmm.
2: you be like, damn, the song is named, you know, DRE, Jesus Christ, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> Jay Z wrote the verses or whatever. So he'd be yeah. like, damn, yeah, well, what, yeah. what did you do? Outside what did you of rap? do, Dre? <laughs> Yeah. But with that being said, like Scott Storch knew that they're going to pay him, he's gonna get, he's gonna get more money being associated under Dre's name than he would get for himself. Like I have a friend named Damon Thomas who's a who's a who's a big producer. He's an incredible producer. He's done stuff for Rihanna and uh and Chris and you know the dream girl soundtrack blase 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 he said he was at this point in life where he was doing he was doing well as a producer and he had a publishing deal offered from uh emi which is a, a publishing company back in the day and he was working with babyface mm. so he could have took the deal from emi where it was like you know maybe like half a million or some shit like that but he decided to go with babyface and you know, this is in the 90s where Babyface is on fire. Babyface is getting paid. LaFace. Yeah, he, he's getting he's getting paid $70,000 a record. $70,000 a record. And so he told Damon, I'll give you, I can't remember the number. He was like uh, 25 or 30,000 for every record that you do, do me on. So yeah, Face got the look, but he made half a million. In a year, as opposed mm-hmm. to having trying to figure out how to make half a million for three years, you mm-hmm. understand. So, yeah. there can be leverage in the way that you align yourself with who you align yourself with. Right. So, it's not always a bad thing. And I tell producers like that all the time, I'm like that's that's just the way to get on. You know what I'm saying? Now, when it gets where it gets messy is when they you know. <laughs> no, nah, not are. necessarily that, but just the idea, of, like you're not paying people fairly you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. or you're not giving people they just do or you don't do like babyface did where he kind of like pushed damon out like he was like all right dt like all right damon like you can stay with me but you'll never find your own identity if you remain mm-hmm. my protege so take take the money that you made and the success that you made and fly. you know what i'm saying like you know, that's, and I believe, I'm hoping that's what, I'm sure Scott Storch would say that about Dre, like, Dre put him on in that space to where he was, you know, he was a part of some of the biggest records ever, and then yeah. he was able to become Scott Storch,
5: but. I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure he cool, because he, he got his own name, like, he got his own following people. People pretty much respect him, you know, how they should in the game, but. but I think they the same, eventually. <laughs> Yeah, Vince, I'm about, yeah, I'm talking about specifically Scott Storch. Like, he. Right, eventually. Yeah, he.
2: Nah, he like, definitely. Nah, nah, he. Saying? Nah, he. Oh, okay. nah, Scott I'm, I'm definitely. <laughs> Scott Storch definitely is just. He He is Scott Storch.
4: It I is, mean,
2: right. he. he, he the, but, but what allowed him to become Scott Storch is having
5: hit records that had nothing to do with Drake. You know what I'm saying? So I was going to say, like, because I heard this thing about, like, Timberland, like, took kind of a beat pretty much. And it's like uh the only the only time that I think that's kinda kinda dirty is when the artist that's unknown don't get nothing out of it. You know? If if that, don't, if that don't even come out to the public. Like that's not, how- you know, to see how it sounded, how it was before Timberland grabbed it and whatever. If you don't give him credits, then I think that's, that's- kind of
2: yeah, that's not the game. That's not the way the game's supposed to be played. You know what I'm saying? That's not the. That's not. That's not
4: it. That I don't.
2: I don't agree with that. I understand like, the idea of of, of having a protege. You know what I'm saying? And having somebody come up on you, but the idea is to like, like, I, I took this oath, especially during like the, the 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 whole racial tension that we had last year. <clears throat> My whole idea was okay. I'm not gonna go out and pick it. you know saying I'm not going to go protest and stuff like that my idea now is to make as many millionaires as possible Mm. like that's how I'm going to fight racism in America make as many millionaires as possible include myself of course
4: (laughs) but as many
2: millionaires as I can make like make. so if you ask Scott I'm sure he'll say Dre helped me become a millionaire like Damon will say face show me how to become a millionaire you know what i'm saying so that's that's what you want to do and i think half of your legacy is what you do for yourself and then the other half is what you do for those that, that the next generation you know what i'm saying so
1: yeah. you know yo, that's yo felly uh remind me to holler at you after the show then yeah. let's <laughs> <laughs> make this money dog yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what hey, i want you know, i want to make
2: Make as many millionaires as possible, and I think if you have that in your brain, like you know that, I think that'll help. And Drayden makes a
1: millionaire.
2: Like
1: Drayden mm, made sure. a few, yeah. a few Yo, millionaires. You, you know, what's interesting too. I think there's like different extremes. I've heard similar stories about Kanye, but on the other, the opposite end of the spectrum, where like if you walk, if you walk through the studio and you like trip over a table or something, like he'll take that thump and put it in the in the beat and then give you credit, <laughs> and, for give it. You and, credit and you yeah. get paid for it. <laughs> I love that, he just, any any little contribution, you get something for it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that
3: idea. Kanye is
2: one of those, he's one of those artists that he could, he felt like everything contributes to the vibe. So, like, I remember hearing a story that, uh you know, he was in the studio session and somebody had on some pants, like some type of like different pants that he was just a fan of. He ended up putting that in the song, even though a person didn't say shit, He gave him a percentage to that record. You know what I'm saying? Because they influenced the creativity, and who knows what the record would have sound like if he didn't have those fans to go off of. So,
4: yeah, you
3: know,
1: yeah, man, inspiration is free. Yeah, I bet people.
5: (laughs) People around him trying to do notable stuff all the time. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> hey Katya, what do
2: you what do you feel about this jacket I got on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just tripped, year. I
0: tripped, I just tripped, look, look. <laughs> yeah. You, you like true. how these corduroy sound?
5: <laughs> now, and that sounds like a hook, don't it?
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, with
2: that being said, I'm going to tell y'all this. I do hate the opposite of the on the creative side. I hate, uh, I hate, because you know, it's a write up, you know, you got to collab. I hate when I'll be like, I'll be in a booth, right? And let's say I just come over the line, like walking down the street, nah, uh, walking down the block. Uh, no, walking down a sidewalk on a block and somebody be like, hey, fella, you know what you say? Walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. hey, mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I appreciate you <laughs> <laughs> getting that
4: out for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. That. I,
1: yeah. I don't Yo, fella. It should be either, not either. Okay? It
2: be niggas like that, man. So you just got to be guarded. Like, when you create, man, you got to be guarded. Because niggas, niggas want to take publishing for changing it to acting.
4: Then to that. <laughs>
2: like, uh,
5: bro, yeah, I,
2: I co-wrote the record. Bro, you you told me to say and. You do
4: not <laughs> co-write the
5: record. Hey, you ever <laughs> kick somebody out the studio for, for some nonsense? No, nah, it's like, easier for me. To, it's easier for me to
2: leave, but I have what? Well, actually, have I ever wanted to kick people out? i don't, I'm sure. you
1: know, like <laughs> like somebody being too high or something. <laughs> you
2: no, know? nah, I didn't ever that. I could deal with them being high. That's cool. I cause I I could ignore that. I hate the people that swear because you know what? I tell people all the time, man. There is no formula to having a successful record. Like. If I had $100 million, I would bet $100 million that nobody knew that Little Nas X, Old Old Town Country Road, was going to break records. It literally broke records for being the number one record on Billboard for 46 weeks. Like Nobody, not the producer, not the engineer, not Little Nas X, nobody knew that that's what that record was going to do. So why True. do I care about show punk ass opinion about whether this is a hit or not? Because you really don't fucking know.
5: You really that's don't know. that's what they be saying. Mm. This ain't no hit, man. Mm. This ain't no hit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, you know, you hear that. And then you know my ego, because I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm still Gary. i would be like, oh, this ain't no hit, huh? Oh, okay. All
5: right, big. <laughs> <dude>. All right. <laughs> no,
2: I bet you I, I bet you I seen this shit to Chris Brown'll be a hit.
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ruining the vibe of the studio, man. Like, yeah, man, right, yeah. what you here for? it'd be like that so I've I'd been I'd be trying to like remind
2: people man like yo bro you really don't know and I've worked right. with Babyface before you know what I'm saying I've worked mm. with Babyface before like I cried before <laughs> I worked with him you know what I'm saying yeah. it was a really emotional moment and Babyface would be like what y'all think so if Babyface asks an opinion and this is like one of the greatest writers of all time and if mm. he asks an opinion who the fuck are you bro mm. like who are you? Like who? Like your, your opinion is, is 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 only valid in your mind. Like it don't go no further. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like that's you know. So, but with that being said, like I try to be a, a team player and I try to you know what I'm saying. I try to like you know consider everything. And I I think I think people who work with me will probably say that I'm flexible, and that's probably one of the reasons why they they like working with me because I try to consider everything that everybody's saying. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've heard some ridiculous shit. I've heard some like, well, I can't believe you just said that out your mouth, bro. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. So it could be like that, man. It's it's just crazy. So, uh,
0: uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to keep this uh, to keep this going through, uh, we talking about music and artistry and all the indulgences. So why don't we get into some drugs? A yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> so there are no consequences for overindulging. There are, I'll, I'll say that again for the audience, put on Put on my barrier, there are no consequences for o- <laughs> Right? Which one you going with or which combination you going with? We got liquor, right? That doesn't need to be explained. We got plants, weeds, shrooms, peyote, DMT, salvia. We got pills, your oxys and all of that. We got <laughs> the hardcore drugs. We got cocaine, heroin, piss
1: and- <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> yo, Yo, Tracy Morgan said black hosts call it heroin and say her set of heroin because you, you take that shit once and you hook from here on.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, by the way, I love that food, man. I was listening to Tracy Morgan all last week. One man, of my Tracy favorite, ever, yeah, yeah. speaking artists. Amazing. So yeah,
0: we got the hardcore drugs, we got cocaine, heroin, PCP, meth, crack, etc. Uh, we got the GMOs, Molly, MDMA, ketamine, basalts. salts. Uh, we got, (laughs) we got, we got sex and kink, we got, uh, adrenaline, right? Because they can, uh, artificially produce adrenaline and there's the adrenaline things like if you, if you jumping off mountains and sky, uh, skydiving, base jumping, et cetera, or straight unhealthy foods, your salties, your sweets and all of that, uh, which, which one, which one you, you really delving into? So if, if you know do, that you can do it, no, you can do as much as you want, and there's no negative consequences, but you get whatever the like
5: reaction if we, is. If we do bath salts like, do we get in trouble for like
1: eating people's faces off? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> you, just, you just go around eating people, yeah, eating everybody. Inside I mean, that. maybe, <laughs> that's
5: cool, they own bath
1: salts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but we should probably run by the way we should probably run <laughs> <laughs> uh I, is this
2: is this question directed to me
1: this is everybody
0: everybody, everybody. oh okay all right i'll be
2: sitting out on this one because i i have experienced drugs before and they are not my friend
0: at all that's real <laughs> like, true, i
2: i have a i like to say i have a low high tolerance Mm. So what that means is, is that I can hit like a blunt once and I'm gone far too long. I remember (laughs) I had did the edible and all I can remember is being in my hotel room and I had made this song and it went like this. I don't want to be hot no more. I don't want to be hot no more. I don't want to be hot no more.
4: I say that song for two hours straight. I like, I that that
5: somebody, called, somebody called Ty Dollar sign
4: to get on. That. Did, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Bro, that's hilarious. I didn't change I didn't change your word. I didn't change a note. I sang that same <laughs> line for two hours straight, bro. Right,
1: bro, so you know what's I funny, know. man? I was actually about to ask you, like, how do you think your art would change if you were like if if you were on different drugs or whatever, how you think your songs would come out? Now I know. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've probably written, I've probably written like maybe maybe one or two. And I this is out of like a thousand songs. I've probably written like maybe one or two songs high. And I just, uh, you know, I turn into like this like Marvin Gay character, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and I tell my I tell my homies like when I be working, like, hey, bro, don't let me get in the booth when I get, hit. if, if, if I hit this one <laughs> yeah. line, I'm not working. But <laughs> then i like, well, <"What's> <laughs> Felly, go ahead get in the booth. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? And this one in particular time we was working on this record. And they had it on loop. And i probably, I probably saying that shit the same way. Like if the line was A, B, C, D. <laughs> yeah. I like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all hit it with a uh, little Charlie Wilson. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. I just, I, you know, so, you know, I just, I don't like drugs, bro. I don't like drugs. I don't like working while I'm uh, impaired because I don't know, I don't be knowing what I be doing. I would be, be fucked up, but I wish I could, though. I really wish I could smoke weed and create. I wish I could, man. I, I really do. But I get paranoid. You know what I'm mm. saying? I get, you know, I get all types of feelings. So I'm out. I'm
0: out. I'm tapping out on this one. That, right. That's real. That's real. I I do completely get that. I've had oh. a similar experience where uh, I don't know what strain it was, but I did. I I smoked once, and. I don't even particularly care for Chicago footwork like that, but I do think some of the beats are hilarious. Like
4: that. (laughs) uh,
0: I remember smoking one time. uh, I, I do too. I still don't know to this day. But uh, but I remember being in, being in my house and for like a good 45 minutes mm-hmm. thinking that I was footworking, standing still <laughs> and singing some song in <laughs> my head being like, it was a hit. I made up a footwork song That'd and I, I, I was going off and nothing was happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, but uh, uh, for me, I, I don't know. I, my... I don't indulge in drugs like that. I've indulged in weed and I've indulged in liquor, but I've never tried anything else. Uh, so I'm gonna go for the easy answer. I'm gonna go sex and kink. And so that means that uh, I, like one, STDs are not a thing. And two, uh, in, in 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 this fictional world. Uh,
4: <laughs> oh, this is interesting. <laughs> yes.
0: And two, um, there have been there have been some areas of the kink world that I was like, oh, that's fascinating. If this wasn't uh, incredibly white, I'll, yeah, let's let's go, <laughs> let's go to a dungeon and, and let's 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 go see some shit. I want to, you know, strap a strap a go kart battery to to somebody and bro, I've
1: you know, heard some stories about that shit. Oh yeah, oh, oh, between man.
0: like meat hooks and backs and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm just curious.
1: Oof. Those little secret sex clubs be. <laughs> Secret for a reason. God wow. damn! Oh, yeah, Yo. they got them.
0: Heard
3: all these? You'd be
2: like, why? Why is that spot so packed <laughs> at, <laughs> at at two thirty in the morning? Right. Right. <laughs> like, is that many niggas getting massages now? Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: but uh, at some point, I do want to try like a. um It's not um. what, what what's the strong hallucinogen? DMT? Not peyote, but the other one is it? DMT?
5: Ayahuasca.
0: ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, or that one? At some at some yeah. point, I do want to try ayahuasca. Uh, well, what's, but, man,
2: what's that? Put me on game because I'm not I'm I'm corny when it comes to like drugs and shit
1: like that. I believe that's, it's that's, uh. I'll go ahead. I mean, they plants or whatever. Go yeah, yeah. So yeah it's the so plant. It's, 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 it's Yeah. Sorry. Hey, no, hey, hey, <laughs> hey,
2: speak your mind, Marcus. Don't be trying to. I mean,
5: they <laughs> no, Aaron started. Aaron started talking. I wanna. No, go I, ahead, ahead, I don't, go I don't really know that, I don't know. that
2: nigga got that shit at the crib right now.
4: <laughs> hey, I, if you look I at would it, do. If, it. if we look at it, it hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> 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 <Right. laughs>
5: <laughs> are we waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a flower. Yeah. Then it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> that purple flower, man. From. <laughs> <laughs> flower.
2: <laughs> by the lake of minnetonka
5: these <laughs> <black people>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i
0: got the official black panther uh, right <laughs> so so pretty yeah. much with like with uh some uh, ha- hallucinogens are stronger than others uh to my knowledge ayahuasca is a particularly potent one uh that i've always heard you do not do that without a guide like somebody to take you through the experience of it because you know people talk about seeing the end of the universe and all of that kind of stuff or Having like out of body experiences, and so that I would try. I I had a chance to try shrooms, but I was in the middle of Wyoming around a, a house of people that I did not know, and I was like, "Yeah, just because I want to fuck her does not mean that I'm gonna do this." And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand that.
2: Now, I, I will. I want. I won't say for myself, but I will tell them, "Mommy, yeah, I know." It's for the listeners, Moni's my twin (laughs) brother, that these brothers know all too well. Uh, Moni did tell me this is, you know, he is, you know, thank God he is a, uh, you know, he's a minister of music at a church in in, um, in New York. So I don't want to incriminate him, but I will tell this story. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The first time he tried shrooms, he tried shrooms in college, and this is kind of what led him to God. (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Should be good.
2: laughs> he okay. said, this your testimony, Modi. So if you watching, it, man, you know, praise God. You know I'm so saying? Hopefully this guy. Somebody. But he said, now mind you, he had been in the studio, he, he had been in the um his dorm room with Coco, which they all know this is a childhood friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um Sydney, God bless the dead, you know what I'm saying? And then so mind you, so these, these niggas have known each other for Pretty much their whole lives, mm-hmm. but he said, This is before emojis got popping. He said, Man, I took some strong bro, and I just seen like emojis hovering over everybody's head, like they expression. Like, and I just felt like everybody wanted to kill me. And I was like, What? <laughs> I was
4: like, Coco, <laughs> your next door
2: neighbor, be your friend for your whole life, I want to kill you all of He's like, Yeah, so he said, What happened is he started running out the house and he just started running. <laughs> and he said he tried to call everybody. He tried to, now it's it's seven of us as far as kids, six boys and one girl. So he called all his brothers and his sister and he said nobody picked up. He even called my mama and my daddy up. He called my mom and my daddy, trying to get in touch with somebody just to get him off his bad trip. That would have
5: been a said, weird
2: uh, conversation. <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would have been weird. He said <laughs> the only, the only thing that kind of calmed him down is when he called out that powerful, sweet, beautiful name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 he said that's the only way to calm down. So that took me away from shows. That story alone is either shows that one, of them, but.
0: I was like,
2: Definitely yeah, I don't want dreams. to call my mom while I'm high on shrooms, so I'll pass on all those drugs. So, yeah. In
0: which you don't know that that'll be experienced, but I, I, I feel you on that. That's, uh, that's hilarious. Uh, I, I have a slight Moaning story too. Uh, <laughs> last time, I think it was last time I saw him in New York, he was like, "Yo, man, I got a play." Uh, I was like, "Oh, cool, man. I'm, I'm here. So let, tell me when it is. I'm gonna come support." And it was at his church. Uh, he told me <laughs> nothing about the play, nothing <laughs> about the church. <laughs> he just—it's all, <laughs> he just, all the way at the the last stop on the L, which is the ass crack of Brooklyn. <laughs> and I walk in, and I and so I was like, "Oh, cool, black folks—that's to be expected." And I was like, "Oh, there are no pews; it's all just freelance chairs. Mm, that's weird." Okay. Uh, and then I and then all of a sudden the service the service starts an hour and a half late. <laughs> Damn. And then uh as they're but going. That's, that's
2: kind of also expected to be a, black yeah, people a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, <laughs> I was like, hold up, are they speaking French? And that was when I realized it's a Haitian church. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Why does money go to a Haitian church?
4: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so we just sitting
0: here and now the church is packed out. It's hot as Ass and (laughs) with three hours into this service, the play is just starting. (laughs) They don't had a full sermon, the choir don't sang, and next thing you know, I'm realizing, like, okay, this is
4: is
0: a church play, that's cool. Moni's playing a waiter. Next thing you know, Moni is Jesus. And it has turned into a whole thing, and then it breaks out after, like, the play breaks into a whole praise break. It's a whole thing. That process was five hours.
4: <laughs> yeah, wow. uh,
0: we're not
2: Haitian, by the way, but you guys didn't know that. No, we don't have any type of Haitian. Blood that I know in us, and neither does he. So I don't know how he got to the Haitian church. They probably offered food there, and then, you know, the Lord let him, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, you. you know, he'd be Tell. stinging the Creole and shit now, and this shit would be, be hilarious. It'd be hilarious. I'd be like, I'd I, I, I say the little the Creole, the, the little Haitian, down. I'd like, I say, Monty. I'd be like, hey, man, stop it, bro. Stop
4: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> with that so, you know, yeah. with that big
1: Moni smile, too, man. Yeah, yeah, Moni's a character, man. He's in
4: real character.
1: life, uh, I, uh, to see y'all
0: both with beers is the only time I think in our entire lives y'all have looked alike. I was thinking the same thing. Word? <laughs> yes. In which you both yeah, Moni- look like Royce of 5'9, and which is also <laughs> hilarious. Uh, yeah, but. Moni, 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 the only thing is,
2: Moni started growing bald at like the age of 18 and 19 or something like that. Right. So, yeah, it was weird it was weird i said see should
4: need
1: them drugs bro <laughs> 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 yeah yo aaron, you know what? aaron marcus <laughs> Elder,
0: what, y'all, what y'all got on what y'all got on these on this vice list
1: all right well unless y'all too want to go unless y'all got your minds made up I'll
0: go I'll go, I'll go I'll go i'll
1: go yeah go 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 so
5: uh originally i was gonna pick like plants or one of these other ones but really adrenaline is like the best one on here because mm-hmm. it's like it's like that. Uh, what's that movie? What's that movie with the pill? Uh, Limitless Limitless, no, limitless. It's like a limitless Pill Man. It's like it's like having that all. no, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't want like adrenaline. Like- hundred percent of the day, like, like <laughs> yeah, f- like being a being a manic Cranked. or crank, mm-hmm. crank, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with
0: that kind yeah. of you, you're constantly putting
1: yourself in like life threatening situations. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yo, the kink. I mean, sex could give you adrenaline. It could, yeah, it, it but could, that's it, it what I'm survive, saying. Like, so, yeah,
5: we do these things for that. For them. it's like the morphine in our brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. For sure. But if we, right. if we just have adrenaline, mm-hmm. it'll be a straight shot to that. So it's like. I can get a lot of stuff done i could do i could be focused you know what i'm saying if i'm always i have access
0: to that so i think i'll choose that well, but What? but the that, thing is you never hear people oh my bad family no no no. So i was just saying i agree i i, I agree I, yeah i'm with i'm with you on that mark i but you never hear like people go like oh i had an adrenaline high when i did this book report <laughs> like <laughs> yeah true and in in, in in terms of focus oh. if i'm like oh yeah man i need <laughs> i need to i need to build this budget let me let me like who I, I like i like i had adrenaline high as i as i like you know i never i never, he- never hear that scenario
1: yo now, take I'm, that pill is going to change the game you <laughs> like hey now I'm, out. <laughs> I'm i'm
0: gonna be honest on
2: some real talk like when i think i i perform best when i do have that like I I can't necessarily say it's adrenaline. Like just going back to like you on studio, the spot, like yeah, like that. that nervous, is really, yeah. It, yeah. It really allows me to like deliver. Like when I be nervous, I would be every time I go into the booth, I would be like, bro, I could fucking ruin this song.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I can really fuck this song up. Like mm. if I fucked up, everybody's gonna leave. They are gonna be disappointed. And they're gonna feel like, damn, we really wasted our time inviting this nigga fell to the studio. I think about that every time I go to the booth. So I, I that's like the gentleman for me for sure. So I always I like performing in that because it just allows my mind to like fire a little faster and I put pressure on myself right. to, to perform. So I'm with you on that, Mark. I'm with you. I, I like that and I should have used that
5: one. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. Like when I feel like I'm on the spot, like I feel like uh something come over me. Like it's like mm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like you know singing or nothing in front of crowds.
1: <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, you going caroling every Christmas? Uh, I
4: haven't tested,
5: tested that
1: either. So I'm going
5: caroling
0: this Christmas. <laughs> that caroling was crazy. <laughs> yeah, hey. he's out there. Did you hear <laughs> that? Yeah, uh, no, uh, caroling. Yeah, yeah. like damn <laughs> damn jeffrey Yo, i didn't know you were gonna really come wet. in on that third on that third uh day of christmas but woo, <laughs> the way you <it> came in <laughs> yeah, you
5: freestyled that whole thing but it was hot
4: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure.
0: uh my teachers used to always say like um the day you the day you stop being nervous is the day you don't care anymore and so i'm like i i i respect that that adrenaline that comes with nervousness not respect that's not the right word. word but like yeah like that's that that's a real thing but i still think like there's still high stakes like like Feli was saying like the studio time is money <laughs> St- stage time uh like if i'm on stage between 200 however many people they don't pay their money to see it so if i don't meet their expectation they go on refunds they might not support the organization anymore like it's 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 all that there's still high stakes yeah <laughs> that's that's a lot to carry i'll be thinking like you
5: Go ahead. You're saying since his high stakes that
0: what do what what about what about the high stakes making? no I'm, I'm I I think to my earlier point of adrenaline kind of you never you never hear people talk about having adrenaline rushes in calm situations or in like like uh quiet situations either.
4: <laughs> I wonder
2: can can you get can you count it as an adrenaline rush if it's not like okay like. Like, I got to get on this
5: bus. And you stand,
2: and you stand on, and you stand on the bus stop. Is that really, I don't
5: know. You might be, you might. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know. I got to, I got to look deeper into that. Like, sometimes (laughs) I don't know if I, like, sometimes I get a thought that's like, dang, that's a great idea. Or I'm going to, I'm going to do that next time. And I don't. Do is that adrenaline when you get that, or is that because it's kind of an excitement, right?
1: I think yeah, but it's well, at least not for like me.
0: it's, it's a, uh, I guess, more quickly <laughs> fleeting,
1: right? Sometimes I, I would consider it more like intensity. Like, if I'm drawing, if I'm like really focused in the zone, I don't think that's necessarily nervousness or maybe adrenaline, but for me, it just feels like intensity and that like pushes me through and like my mm-hmm. focus level. Um, and it like that excites me more than like a nervousness actually would, I think. But. See,
2: that's why I don't do drugs, fellas, because <laughs> <laughs> when I smoke weed, everything feels intense. Like, oh, I'm about to brush my hair. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh. I'm you feel help,
1: I'm gonna have these waves yeah. in two days. Let's go! <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah,
2: and I fucking and brush my, my brush my hair for three hours straight. I
1: don't like this. All <laughs> well, right, it. let me uh, go ahead and you don't definitely mind you our...
5: do that. In the, back in the day, though, right. Right. yeah, we brush our hair yeah, all bro. day.
1: That's a dip. Put that little pomade in there too. <laughs> That's
5: another reason why Moni is bald. Just just
2: put that out there. That nigga used to, oh, he, used yeah. three, he used to use that 360 uh mm-hmm. religiously. He used to be religion crazy religion. with the with the brush. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Rag and all
5: that.
2: Yeah, he used to have like the he used to have like the do and then and you could put you could put your lights out there, but that nigga Moni used to have like a do-rag ritual.
4: And um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he, had he had an had altar. He had an yeah, altar. Yeah, he had like a mantra that he would say. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he to stayed
2: in to the mirror, but right? he used to put his do rag on slowly. <laughs> and he used to have, like, I don't know where he yeah. got that was from. Bro.
1: Speaking of that, the yeah, <laughs> he, he had to take his shoes off before he walked in. Before he hit the altar, <laughs> <laughs> <of his> <laughs> then the magnet earrings.
4: Had the magnet earrings.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you ain't here, money. You can't
4: defend. Yeah, <laughs> we got
5: no
2: the magnet earrings, bro. Know. I mean, no harm. <laughs> You deserve it.
4: You deserve that. <laughs> Dude, that nigga went
1: bald. And two, years, two years later, that nigga went bald, putting on that three sixty degree, three sixty degree, degree grease. To head. Go ahead, man. I'm ready, bro. I'm so that, life, bro. That's, actually, that's where I'm I got. Way. So I got my hat on because I'm going bald. I'm, I'm almost there, bro. I'm almost there. <laughs> uh, let's see, man. Well, I've I've definitely always wanted to do DMT. I've mm-hmm. done salvia before. I was skating with some homies, bro, and literally. I wasn't doing tricks, but the shot, my shadow on the brick wall, was doing tricks that I was trying to learn.
4: Mm. <laughs> for real, for real, <laughs> yo, know,
1: that, that hallucinogen, yeah. that, that shit, it only—the good thing is it only lasts like about two minutes, and it's over. Okay, that two minutes. Felt well, no, like, wait.
2: Now, what drug is this? Salvia.
1: This salvia. How do you do that? I would like. I'm interested I,
2: in that I one. I smoked it. What 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 form does it come in? It's like a leaf
1: or something like that. I don't
2: know. It
1: was just. I'm I think, I it, think was it was just I think yeah. it was already rolled up, bro. Here, I was just I was just hitting something from one yeah, I was hitting some from one of the homies that I probably shouldn't have trusted so much. Hey with, with, that with was my the life thing like that. I,
2: don't, I don't know, bro. <laughs> yeah. dead, bro. All I know chair, bro all I know
4: is it worked
1: all I know
2: is it worked okay I would love it have, now if that if if that was the case if I was only high for like two minutes And that was it. And I never, and I didn't get addicted. I would definitely try every drug, every drug, because that's the only thing. The highs last too long, bro. Like I want to be high Thursday when I smoked on Friday on Friday of the other week, bro. I don't want
4: that.
3: (laughs) Cocaine might be the drug for you then. Yeah, (laughs) bro. I heard some crazy (laughs)
1: stories too about that. I got a homie who did cocaine for the first time, and like his heart, his heart was racing so hard that he had to run for hours because if he stopped, felt like his heart was gonna burst out of his chest so literally mm. the plot of speed was happening in here <laughs> literally literally <laughs> literally yo. yeah literally
2: like now now with like, that damn. being said that that is an era that i i wish i would have been a part of like 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 the funkadelics and shit like that like the, like my, like my homie is um mm. Like Jazzy Faye, like Jazzy, I, I mean, that sounds like a flex. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, it's not yeah. a flex. It's, it's just, he just happened to be my homie. But his pops was in the bar case, And the bar case <laughs> used to be tutored by, like, the Funkadelics and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, not the Funkadelics, but uh, 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 Parliament, you know what I'm saying, with George Clinton and shit like that. He said, them niggas just do crack, bro. I believe <laughs> Did, have you ever heard they records? They records be slapping, bro. It should be yeah. incredible. So I probably wouldn't did crack, but I wish I probably
0: would did coke if it was that. If it was popping in that time, Man. I probably would. So this is a question that we probably won't be able to answer, but it makes me think of this: Wh- uh, which drug got the best records? LSD, crack, <laughs> weed, mm. or uh, heroin?
5: That's a tough, that's a tough one. I would like to hear, I would like to hear that. Yeah, that's
2: a nice versus idea. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That's versus tournament right there. Yeah. Right. Crack record versus J.R.I. Crack record. Yeah, i alcohol,
3: though. Honestly, I think alcohol, just, just sheer volume. Mm, sheer volume, yeah, actually. Hey, you got, you got uh,
5: LSD, you got the Beatles, you got the whole 60s. Yeah. You got Jimi Hendrix. Hey.
2: Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. I even
2: seen Billy Holiday. I
1: don't know if y'all seen that Billy Holiday movie that mm-hmm.
0: she was doing uh, um that uh,
1: boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. her wrong. Uh, wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: hair you you go ahead and
1: uh let me go ahead and just pick one so I can let Adam go. <laughs> yeah. Um I have done mushrooms just really quick and I I literally was on the couch for like four hours. And <laughs> I felt like I felt like I was being like sucked into the couch. So I wouldn't encourage that. Uh, Yeah, it wouldn't. I mean, there was no it was it was no hallucinogen aspect of it, but my stomach was being sucked into the couch for hours. So that shit lasted a little tad, tad bit too long. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm probably I'm probably it's probably down to the to the sex and kink or the sweets and I'm probably going sweets. I want, I want I want to fucking carry a honey bun around my neck. I can eat that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm choosing
0: sweets, bro, all
1: day. Oh,
0: so man. now I know if we if we get rich enough to have chains, we know what Aaron's getting. <laughs> yes, We're, sir. Get I see a honey, need honey bun. The <laughs> boy don't need
1: flavor play the clock.
2: You just want a billion dollars, Aaron. What do you want? I want the biggest honey
3: bun you can
0: take <laughs> 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 aj what you got
3: all right so for me i mean i haven't done much so it's kind of hard to you know but you uh, you
0: know a general scope of some of them though like yeah what effects on Yeah,
3: so i'm gonna say this i've been interested in the molly uh maryland mm. massachusetts you know <laughs> <laughs> type of thing. uh mdma for the people that didn't catch that but um uh, so I've been interested in that, but I think I'm gonna just play it safe though, and probably just go plants. Uh, you I know, shrooms. I never, I've never done shrooms, but um, I'm open to it. So yeah, I I just heard some terrifying stories though. I think I, I might have mentioned this like a long time ago here, where like some guy did some super powerful strain, and then he went out to the woods with his friend, and he I guess he had a camera with him. Mm-hmm. And he kept dropping the camera. Like he just would pick it up and drop it, and he kept doing this for like hours. And that was like, <laughs> that was like the, the trip or something like that. Oh, sure. um, so I, I guess I guess.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so so hey, I, you got some deep <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, should,
1: he should never play a sport then.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's that. I thought you say. I thought you were gonna say something like he died, but that, <laughs> yeah, he I
5: dire. think that might have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> perpetual <laughs> dropping stuff.
4: Apparently, <laughs> apparently <laughs> this guy is dropping.
3: a. Uh, apparently, this guy considers himself to be like a uh expert, a mushroom expert, and so he knows all the mm. ins and outs of all the different. And he he was saying that that's the one that he wouldn't recommend anybody take. So I would take him up on that, and <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say plants i mean i'm i'm okay with with weed um i I don't have any issues so
0: word um random because you because we brought up mushrooms i don't know if y'all noticed, but like um uh colorado especially denver is so ahead of the the legal drug game that um what since they were the uh the what's the word like the pioneers of legal weed they've moved on to uh not only decriminalizing decriminalizing but uh making recreational shrooms available yeah. to the public yeah, Ooh. Mm.
4: yeah. Still,
5: i also heard that they i'm uh, not them specifically but it's something damn i forgot what it's called but they got this weed like uh, a a news like synthetic weed that only uh, lasts spice? like, nah, uh-huh. it's is I guess it's like that, but not like gonna
0: kill you. Uh, <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> uh there was there was a kid that, uh, at um, Wort Emerson that got killed from synthetic weed. Yeah, it, it's like a <laughs> new thing. It don't
5: last long. I heard about it, and people have been talking about it. <clears throat> but I guess I guess they like moving towards. Which I don't understand why they have to come out with a fake version of something that's natural. Yeah. But yeah, uh, man, <laughs> illegal in, in a lot of places. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah I, don't I, think that
2: either. I don't know, man. Just we out of all the drugs, we just uh oh, bruh. Like I, I went to I go, I mean I've been to LA a couple of times and every try to go, you know, I do the I do the whole win and wrong thing. And I'm specifically like, ask this 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 uh, dispensary guy. Like, hey man, you know I don't want to have anything that's gonna have me like tasting the air or questioning God. And I'm so, like, <laughs> I just want to be able to like smoke weed, and, like sit like I said, on the You're in the wrong place, brother. <laughs> I, no, <you> know, <laughs> right. Like, when, when he gave me he's like, yeah, I got this strand, man. It's called cake batter. Da 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 da. And bro, I hit it once, and I was like, "All right, all right, this is cool. This is cool. I'm with this." And then I hit it again. And I was like, "No, this." Is- <laughs> <laughs> I asked you
4: specifically not. <laughs> now <laughs>
5: I taste cake-, cake batter. I taste cake batter in the air now. <laughs> no, yeah, right. I was like, "Bro, I don't want this." And
2: by the time I hit it, it was too late, bro. I was like, "Now I got to suffer through this uncomfortable high me being high for the next three hours." I just can't do it. I can't do that.
3: Quick question for oh, you before you wrap up yeah so when you when you when you smoke are you like in a position like are you are you it's like midday you're doing things or is it kind of like you're just you know chilling and i th- throw some music like what's your
4: hmm.
3: what has been your environment i'm just curious um
2: okay so when i was in la that was like a midday like we didn't have so much to do like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was like maybe like the day before we had to leave. So I didn't have no sessions booked or whatever. So I smoked and I was just trying to like, I figured if I gave the details and with them having so many strands available, mm-hmm. like I would, I would be cool. I was not cool. I was not cool. It's <laughs> <hurt me laughs> yeah. every time I remember. I I asked a nigga <laughs> for some red I asked a nigga for some reggie. I said, "Hey, bro, <laughs> give me your, give me your wax drink. <laughs> like like that. And, and even that got me high. It got me so high that when I was driving, I was on my way to another session. I was driving, and I really contemplated like just getting out of the car and leaving it where it is, and then going back to the studio <laughs> and having somebody come pick it up. Me. That's how high we get. Even the reggie, bro. You know. And then I, I'd be working with like you know the interns at the studio. They was like. You know, whatever, like this is cool. They knew it was Reggie. Me, my body reacted yeah, completely different, man. I get paranoid. I get nervous. So I've tried to do it in all like states. The one time, the one time I ever got high and I enjoyed it, it was a weed pen. And I was sitting on a couch and it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was sitting on the couch and it gave me that feeling that Aaron was talking about. I, I was like 10 steps away from going to the bed of where i was sleeping that night and um it took me like an hour to like think about actually taking those 10 steps that was the only time i ever like okay this is cool like i thought about the 10 steps like every step like you know but i just don't like drugs bro so i'm not that type of creative yeah.
3: person that's
1: i wish i bro. was though At- you know atmosphere and ambiance is so
3: important man yeah mm-hmm. that's why i was asking because i'm not i'm not one that's gonna smoke at 12 o'clock in a, in the afternoon like it's always gonna be at night uh it's always gonna be like a, a thing like I'm gonna either play music I'm gonna watch comedy it's always gonna be like a like I a thing up. because yeah. if you just because it's a minor actor in drugs. so like you don't want to just be like for me at least I don't want to be like out and about doing like shopping or anything because it's like I I'd rather just be sober-minded if I'm gonna mm-hmm. actually be doing something
4: yeah uh, mm-hmm. but, but I' know I was like, asking
0: yeah, I know a number of people who like that is they function better high. Yeah, they they uh, yeah. Look, I, I
2: know I know work, don't, et They don't do nothing without being high. They they don't like they don't like being in the studio without being high. They don't like going out without being high. I get the kind of the going out thing. I can kind of get the high because the social anxiety is a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. You know, being high allow you to, like, control that. Like, I know one of the homies that does Adderall before he goes out to events because it just allows him to, like, focus on having conversations and really network and whatever. So I get that. But I am hmm. I think that may be a thing. I'm always working. Like, I'm always busy. You know what I'm saying? I'm always, like, got something to do or something on my mind. I'm thinking about records and shit like that. So I've never really got a chance to, like, just, like, sit down, which I probably need to do. I did try meditate, and that, that actually helped. The, the nice.
0: one time that I did, I liked help, meditating, but yeah, man, drugs are just not for me. They're not for everybody, bro. And I've learned yeah. the hard way. Absolutely. And yeah. and, and long, the, even though you learn the hard way, you still living to tell it. So,
4: yeah, sure. as yeah.
0: so as we wrap up, Felly, um are you working on anything or got anything that you know you want to put out there to uh, warn folks, not warn folks, but like okay. <laughs> tell folks that, you know, it's on the way? uh sure so um i have
2: an album that i'm working on right now uh we just changed the name it used to be army songs for Hood niggas but now I- i'm thinking about changing it from uh from the hood with love um just because mm-hmm. i didn't want to like ostracize any like my um female demographic because they drive a lot of success for artists you know what i'm saying having that so i want I like to be that. To I like like that of- yeah. yeah from the hood with love. love so that's mm-hmm. what i'm working on individually as far as me being a writer, I probably got like seven records on Chris Brown's album coming out soon.
4: Nice.
2: Um, so look for that. I, I I I am working with an artist that we mentioned earlier. I can't say their name, so you just had to go back and play it. But I I, I don't want to say that, but that that's exciting. Tupac. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not Tupac. But um, so that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, what else? What else? What else? Um. Hopefully Cardi, you know what I'm saying? I've I've been working with some people that have been working with her. So um, Cardi B, like, hopefully that'll be, like, a, a game changer for me. Uh, and then a bunch of, like, artists that are, like, like they have situations, but they haven't necessarily do- dropped their, like, debut albums. So that's, like, half of my clientele, man. So just right, man. That's, like, that's what I do. I love it. And I'm producing my own artists, too. Myself as an artist. It's an artist by the name of Ashley Ad um and i have my own production company called apis um it stands for all parts in, in sync and um you know apis is a, a um an egyptian guy so i kind of want to um pay reference to to the motherland or whatever so you know
0: we working man we working trying to like you know really like get out here and be successful man man thank you so much for joining us today like sincerely bro um, one, haven't seen you in years, so it's great to have this yeah. conversation with you and be able to look you in the face Uh, because Atlanta and Chicago, nowhere near each other. And I think the yeah. last time I was in Atlanta, I was only there for like a couple hours, so uh, we miss each other. Yeah. Well, um, I, I
2: appreciate y'all having me, man. I love y'all. I love what y'all are doing. I'm proud of y'all, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, this group, for, for all the people who don't know, th- these, they, they are real friends. Like, they've been friends for... <laughs> like since I can remember and it's not fake it's genuine the love is genuine so I appreciate being able to be uh included in this circle with y'all man I love y'all y'all my brothers for real absolutely sir
5: uh yeah, keep doing them covid covers man <laughs> hey man <laughs> for, real. <laughs> for real man <laughs> yeah for sure uh, uh, been killing them man
0: for real I can I, I can still recall one of one of the um I remember the day I went that man's going to be one of the biggest deals I've ever known we were in New York on the ferry to Staten Island, I this. <laughs> and we were, uh, and out of nowhere, uh, I see a crowd go to a part of the boat, and it was because Felly was singing.
4: <laughs> Felly,
0: I don't, know, I don't remember this at all. Really, <laughs> I, I do. I, I, I yeah, I remember, I, remember, I remember this distinctly. That you, you started singing on the ferry over to the, uh, over to Staten Island because we were going to the, uh, the, the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. and next thing you know the whole fairy was over there just watching you sing something uh this is
2: a, this had to be like an elementary
0: right
4: it's great yeah wow that's
2: dope i don't remember that at all it was probably because i used to sing everywhere and i used to sing and try to like be cool with everybody i i was <laughs> I, I realized i was a lot more socially awkward as a kid than I, I knew now i do remember this one adam you'll never remember this i know Adam remember so Adam was our like <laughs> Adam was our artist in elementary at Adam was like the creative guy. He was like a super incredible guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, I remember man. But, but <laughs> no, nah, it was like that because you know Adam used to do, he was really tough. What, what was um uh Goku uh Dragon Ball Z he used to draw the dopest Dragon Ball Z characters and I used to draw a little bit but I was nowhere near that nigga. one time that nigga, they, they had a trip <laughs> to where like half the class stayed and half of the class went and um Adam was on a trip he left and I was on the I was in the part of the class that stayed and so for like three hours I was like a man that could draw like oh man draw school. too <laughs> And then Adam came back and he drew some shit and it, it killed my shit. And I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna stick with music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was your defining moment, right there.
4: Defining <laughs> moment. <laughs> Y'all been talking about
2: defining moment. That was my defining
3: moment.
2: I don't remember. Gone came back and took its place, rightfully so, as the the class artist. So,
3: yeah. <laughs> what's so funny so, about that? Oh, what's, what's what's so funny is I do remember drawing the characters. I never watched the show though yeah that's but, but i did i loved the character i like the way he looked but i never actually watched <laughs> the show
0: i just like that's the way hilarious. the characters look yeah <laughs> i guess yeah. i was a poser at this at, at that point <laughs> man this is, this is a damn good episode y'all uh and thank you for tuning in we know this is a little longer than our normal format because brother felly brought yeah. that wonderful energy that we love man uh fellas do you have anything before we sign off
1: I got some man. I, yo, this episode was deserving of an overtime. You know? <laughs> yes. Deserving of an overtime, man. It's been a good one. It felt good. That's my that's my my final offering.
5: Love y'all, man.
3: I love y'all very much.
1: I love, love the love audience. Forward, man.
5: <laughs> and I love y'all too.
3: That's <laughs> all I got to say. Yeah. I mean, I just want to kind of re you know, restate that, you know, it was a great episode. I love that we're having these guests and um we're gonna keep them coming hopefully
0: y'all over yeah. the head. no expression yeah. through all of that <laughs> I like it uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the informally honest podcast where we are four brothers from Gary Indiana five brothers from Gary Indiana today <laughs> you guys stand up Two, one,
2: stand up
0: any conversation any engagement any connection that you make or have we encourage you to follow the principles that we pride ourselves in and that is being forthright vulnerable and most of all honest thanks y'all peace peace y'all
3: peace without shedding a tear
2: for my brother i really want to try for my brother
4: Cause I truly do feel for my brother.